Hey everyone, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two scholars recap romance novels in the most serious manner possible, while also cackling maniacally and making hose jokes. I'm going to level with you. Our Patreon fundraiser, Benefiting World Central Kitchen, is going amazingly, but you'll have to wait until next week for a detailed update. I'm currently operating with the most casual, mild concussion after the smallest car accident possible, and I can't look at screens for too long, nor can I math well on a regular day. So by next week, I'll be able to sit down and dig into Excel and math my face off to get you firm numbers. One hugely exciting development, though, is that a listener emailed in saying they would like to help the fundraiser by matching the next $500 in donations. This community blows me away every single day, and it's astonishing to see what creative ways you come up with next. So thank you, anonymous listener, and congratulations on the huge, exciting life change that's about to happen for you. Ooh! If you want to join in on the fun, head to patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast and sign up or increase your monthly tier. We're doubling all new and increased tiers and donating it to World Central Kitchen after already donating $1,000 to Razum Emergency Response in Ukraine. All right, now buckle up because Aaron and Nat are here. And they're going to talk about Melting Point by Kate Meter, a book that is undoubtedly for someone, but probably not for them. Here we go. Hi, Erin. It's going to be funny. Hi. (laughs) It's going to be funny when we do this to the cloud and then we can't access the cloud. Like the cloud, (laughs) the cloud floats above us and it's something only Melody knows how to get to. How do we get it out of the cloud? I know, like, I'm going to be the one recording it on my computer. Why didn't I just send it to my computer? What a dummy. (laughs) We're new at this. So now Melody's going to have to send it back to me on my computer. (laughs) Should I stop it and start it? It's fine. No, just just let it. Okay, we're letting it happen. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, listener. We've realized that we don't really know what we're doing without Melody. It's Aaron and Natalie. (laughs) So hopefully you ever hear this recording uh, because we apparently... It's like we both have recorded podcasts even on our own and we still don't know how to do a podcast. Nope. But we're here. We read this book. We sure did. I'm, I'm here with my Operation Enduring Freedom Afghanistan mug. Oh, man. Just in case it comes up. <laughs> there were so many things in this book that I was like, is this okay? Yeah, honestly, yes. There were so, it was just like, it just kind of skirted on the border of like racial, but like maybe not. Like I couldn't yeah. ever quite figure out mm-hmm. if, if it that got there. Also, also like maybe homophobic. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I was like, 
uh, what? And then also just like weird things about like how people view other people's mental health and like things like that. And I yeah, was get like, get over it, pussy yes! sort of stuff. Um, it's been six years. Okay. Shouldn't you it. be over that by now? <laughs> over what? how you were tortured in Afghanistan. <gasps> Listen, we've got a lot of recommendations for Kate Meter. So this yes! may have been, been the wrong outlier. choice yeah i've this read a lot book. of kate meter oh yeah I've, yeah i've read a lot of her chicago hockey series the chicago rebels series uh-huh. and i liked them okay so kate meter has been recommended a ton mm-hmm. but then this book was also specifically recommended I don't know, by do sarah <laughs> i wasn't gonna call her out but aaron is by, our, by your and friend and mine like sarah whitney morning, she was like we read it and sarah was like how did you like it and we were like Ooh. oh no <laughs> so um, you know hmm. there are some they're not all bad things the sex was hot i thought yeah the sex was good it did have several several of my hard limits in this book I mean, scar licking has been okay, noted yep, uh-huh, as sure. one of my hard limits. Marines generally <laughs> yes. um, are one of my as hard a limits. Rule. We can talk about where uh, Brady falls on the military hero. The oh, I think we know like he is he is haunted by the ghost of his past. <laughs> I mean, very true. clearly. Yes. Sex stuff for the benefit of angels twice. <laughs> yes. So many. Twice, like how? so many new formed angels now. <laughs> okay, like this is this was meant to be. When I cited sex stuff for the benefit of angels, making all of the angels in the sky come and make rain, I thought that that was going to be a hilarious niche thing <laughs> that would no. only come up one time. But it has now come up three times doing sex stuff for angels. And here's the thing: I just don't remember that being a part of "It's a Wonderful Life," <laughs> right? I just feel like, Kate Meter, if you were going to steal that plot, you should have followed it more closely, because I didn't think that that was in it at all. Every time I make you come, an angel gets its wings. And then also strangulation. Like, guys. Yes, there is also, there are all of those things. Yes. Should we tell them what book this is? Yeah. I mean, I hope we did so in the intro, but this is Melting Point. yes. Which is a fantastic title. Mm Mm-hmm. For a sex book about a firefighter and a chef. And a chef, chef. yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, absolutely. Spot on. Yeah, so <clears throat> when uh, I was talking to your friend of mine, Sarah Whitney, about us doing an episode, and I was like, yeah, I'd really like, you know, I want to find a book that has food in it, because I love mm-hmm. talking about food and romances. Not like food sex stuff. I'm not really, <laughs> that's not what I mean. Okay, all right. I like when food is like a side character, you know, in books. So she was like, oh, I have this great, this great book. And, uh, and she was like, here it is. And I was like, yes, perfect. This is what we're doing. It's also a novella. Mm -hmm. So we can work with that, you know, and, and there was food in this book. There was food. There was was food I would eat. I really liked that apple sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would have made a different bread choice, but that's okay. I like, like ciabatta. I also feel like a fuck meal, like if you're going to cook somebody like a fuck meal, like jambalaya is not the right way to go because it's like a very heavy, like very rice, spicy, expandy, yes. uh, spicy <laughs> like also very greasy dish at times. Yes. I think that that's that was a bad call, mm-hmm. especially if you're like if you're yep. going to go for butt stuff, like yes. I feel like it's maybe not a great idea. Also, ginger soup, carrot yeah. ginger soup in the same yeah. meal. 
Maybe not there's a, some choices made, but that's okay. Yeah. You know. Oh wait. Sure. Okay. Yes, I was like trying to think about who fucked who in that scene. I had the hardest time. We're eventually going to talk about the plot of this yeah. book. I promise. Mm-hmm. But I had the hardest time for whatever reason in this book telling these two apart. I don't know why. I could never figure out whose which head one? I was in and which one was Gage and which one was Brady and who yeah. was fucking who and who was hung up on which thing and wh- whose it, trauma yes. we were talking about. Yes. Well, so let's, should we talk about who they are? Yes. Okay. Go for it. All right. So when we open up this book, we are in Brady's head and he's on a motorcycle, right? And he's having a daydream about uh, Gage. He's having yes. a daydream about how like sweaty he is with, and then also with a kitten. And then we find out it's mm-hmm. actually a billboard. Right. Because he's daydreaming while riding his motorcycle. Because in this world of Chicago... <laughs> firefighters have PR problems because <laughs> in this world of Chicago, you'll also find out. I feel about firefighters much the way I feel like about, about Marines, Marines and yeah. And Navy SEALs firefighters have a PR problem because one of them punched a cop because everybody in Chicago knows all the firefighters. Yeah, they know all yeah. of the Chicago firefighters. There was a media blitz around the firefighters as if one firefighters aren't house. always fucking the most beloved heroes ever. Yes. But also, um, like, like I don't understand. I, I don't understand, first of all, what could have happened. And th- I think that was actually a, a problem for me in this book a, a little bit. And that's our choice problem because there's tons of side characters. Oh, my God. So many names. We are aggressively and- in the middle of a series. <laughs> yes. But it's only 1.5. It's only book 1.5, so, like... What? Yes! I thought you were saying it's 0.5 like a novella. You're saying that this is only one book deep? Yes. My God. So I didn't think it was going to be a huge deal. There's, like, a whole Afghanistan thing, a mayoral race. There's at least two people that had... One person that has, has, like, vandalized a vehicle, and then another person that got in a fight with a police officer. There's a whole foster family. And then two people died. There's a bar... Yes. Yeah. There's breast so cancer. Much. Yes. Like a lady with breast cancer that's yes. mentioned all the time. There's like several couples. There's like a sister. Yes. Wow. I, I think I should have looked, but I think book one must be the friend's book, Darcy, who's it's gotta be right engagement party we go to shortly. Who? Yeah, it's nuts. Okay, so, so anyway, we've got a yes. billboard for the uh, for a hot firefighter because he punched a cop as if not everybody always would be like, congratulations, if a firefighter <laughs> punched a cop, like, yay for the real heroes, the firefighters is what everyone in the world would say. But okay, we've got to rehab the image of yes. firefighters. So what we did was we put them shirtless on a billboard and who paid there for was, this? There was like also the a city? calendar. Sure. But later we find out that maybe also the mayor is in charge of billboards in the yeah. city of Chicago. The <laughs> municipality paid for this billboard? We're not sure. Like, these fucks already have a pension. Like, yes. do we really need to be, like, billboards? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so Brady's looking at the billboard on his motorcycle, and he's having this fantasy. My favorite line in this chapter, chapter was, uh, Brady stomped the gas. I haven't ridden like every kind of motorcycle, but I haven't ever had one with a gas pedal. It's more of a throttle sort of vroom. Okay. You don't go with the feet. The feet are not the go juice. <laughs> That's more of a hand sort of situation. Oh my gosh. Did you ever think that, that you would have so many bing boom bongs about motorcycles on this podcast? I'm a licensed motorcycle rider and I, know I own that. 
two motorcycles that were gifted to me without my consent. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you. Look at it. <laughs> one actually was for Rooster and one was for me. That's how that wow. happened. I yeah. didn't know Rooster had her own collateral these days. Oh, yeah. So he stops the party. gas. Yes, he stops the gas. And he's on his way to this engagement party for his friend Darcy, who is a tattoo artist. We know all mm-hmm. of this about her. We know a lot about Darcy. We are so in the middle of this series. <laughs> yes. There's so much. And she never comes back. No. So we are Brady. We come yes. to this engagement party. Who? Okay, so Gage, the other hero, is tending bar at Correct. the engagement party. And he's got he's three making, giggling women around him. Yeah, he's handsome yes. and ladies like him. And blonde. Blonde, yes. like Thor. <laughs> yes, exactly. He is a, like... Oh, shoot there. I'm reading another book that has a Viking hero. I was like, he's like referred to as a Viking. But no, <laughs> Natalie, put it away. That's a different book. Stop and we it. call him Golden, like yes. Golden Boy with like not a lot of explanation. But he's making drinks, yes. one of which is the cock sucking cowboy. But he's wearing a cowboy hat. Yes. And all these women are like, teehee, the cock sucking cowboy. And it's like, yeah, because he's gay. Like, I don't <laughs> Ma'ams. He's not into youth. Take it down a notch. <laughs> he sucks cock. That's the whole thing. He's literally telling you. <laughs> okay. And the cocksucking cowboy is peach schnapps and Bailey's. So, okay, but wasn't that a spread your legs? The spread your the leg spreader is tequila, vodka, oh. rum, and gin. No, ma'am. <laughs> No, this, he's bad at bar. Yes. And then, like, he's and like, they're at a bar where he or... was raised. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Peach Stops and Bailey's sounds disgusting. That this sounds whole... disgusting. <laughs> no, yeah. So does just these four types of straight alcohol. <laughs> that don't go together in no. any way. <laughs> and then this girl's like, how about a sex at the beach? And he's like, the 60s called and they yeah. want their cocktail back. I'm yes. not going to make it for you. And it's yes. like, yeah, because she wants something drinkable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Gage also wears a lot of uh, t-shirts with like logos or not logos, like oh, words God. on them. Like They're so catchy. So catchy. Fireman this one logos? says firefighter because badass isn't a proper job title. That is the most like... That is the that is the biggest turnoff I think <laughs> of in all the of history these. of books. Like having a shirt with your job on it and like congratulating yourself about it. Like when people are like nurses, the real schmurschmurs of the like I ugh, I hate it. I really I don't care I how cannot. true it is. You know I know I don't care if it's true. I just well it's firefighters. Come on, yeah. but like. I just just congratulating yourself on your Mm -hmm. own job is just a really rough shirt to wear. Yes. Do you want to know what Gage looks like? Yes. He's blonde. He's got silvery blue eyes. They're sparkling with dangerous invitation. I actually like that. Smart ass grin. Uh Uh Uh-huh. He also refers to a lot throughout this book his like number four smile in his arsenal, which I did actually really like. (laughs) I hated that. Yeah, me too. Numbers, they're smiles. (laughs) Well, it's a guy that it's a guy that has he's not always happy, but that's kind of what's expected of him. So he has to kind of like I get having different smiles. Like I understood that and I liked that. Mm -hmm. I didn't like numbering them. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) He's got a smart ass grin, strong strong jaw with stubble. And then uh he's a 24-year-old playboy, we find out, with muscles that weren't Jim bought. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because their firefighter bot loading all those things from Costco into the car and bringing them back to the station. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. That's a lot of work. Sleeping in bunk beds with your buddies is a real workout. Mm-hmm. That didn't sound gay at all. <laughs> I mean, <ooh. laughs> I mean, in this case. Of. Um, okay. So, all right. So they're at this party and then Brady proceeds to have a flashback to mm-hmm. the time. So we're already, okay. We've met, we've met friends, 25 mm-hmm. characters. Yes. It is difficult. We're halfway through chapter number one. And now we're in a flashback to when Brady met Gage and then dated him for a yes, while. They dated for five weeks. Yes. When the mayor of Chicago, <laughs> who's an investor in, who's in Brady, Brady's, in restaurant. Brady's restaurant, who used to go, <laughs> all of a sudden, who used to go to Afghanistan with him. Like on vacation. <laughs> like school or something. They went to the, they went to the same Afghanistan they went to the together. Same, yeah. Who was in Afghanistan. So the, this mayor was in Afghanistan with Brady. Yes. And then did do some like, uh, some captures and rescues and he stuff. He was him. captured. Yes. And then we find out, yes, Eli was the main like force to get them out. Right. Even though I guess Brady was the CO. And then I don't remember how Eli knew... Eli, Eli, again, the mayor of Chicago, knew... This one firefighter. One this one firefighter. One old firefighter. To bring um, him to the restaurant. So Gage had been at the restaurant eating with his right? sister. Yes. They had, in case you're wondering what they ate, I already know about it. It's calamari. High scale with calamari. <laughs> <laughs> with bacon aioli. <laughs> bacon herb aioli. <laughs> Which I'm gonna make now. That yeah, sounds that great. Sounds great, but it doesn't sound like because they were like, "This is so high end." I these ingredients are so <laughs> fresh. None of the stuff like that we're talking calamari. about. Yes, we're talking. I think what they're talking about is we're at like fancy Chicago bar. We're mm-hmm. not at fine dining restaurant, which I think right. is a big distinction. You know what I mean? If you're talking fine dining, you're not doing fried calamari with bacon no. aioli. And you I'm certainly sorry. aren't calling it fucking genius, <laughs> which which happens. 24-year-old firefighters would. Elegant and expensive, he says. So I don't know how. So he was there eating already. Eli somehow recognizes him or like loops him in and he's like, this guy needs to fuck the mental illness away from my friend. <laughs> like, it's basically what he decided to do. Yeah. There's this like long handshake where like Brady. Sustained. Yes. Yes, a very long eye contact handshake, and Brady's like, "If I touch his hand, is he gonna know like how fucked up I am and how like I don't want to be touched and like all of this stuff?" It's like you do, you don't even know this dude. Like it was very like it's a it handshake. Was definitely guy. a lust at first sight situation for Brady, for sure. and he was not. <clears throat> he was afraid of like showing all of his like bad stuff right off the bat, which I'm pretty sure if you just say hi. Yeah, it would. It was. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But the funniest part about this whole scene to me is they have this weird, long, sustained handshake where Brady does not let go of his hand and does not say anything <laughs> through the whole exchange. Right. No, Eli and Gage are talking. They're talking about other stuff. We find out that 
uh, Gage cooks and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Gage's handshake was firm with a side of sizzle. I just would yes, like you was. to know, yes. but they have this whole thing. And then Gage, uh, Brady like realizes in the middle of it that like Gage is like kind of flirting with him, even though mm-hmm. he's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. as Brady, or I'm sorry, as Gage is like leaving with Eli, Brady just goes, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And he does. And then he actually does, which I would have not, does say that Brady is a big fan of throwing the ball to the other end of the field and letting someone else fumble it, which I thought was a very... <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I do too, because I've totally been there. Like, I'm going to do the minimum so uh-huh. that now it's somebody else's problem. <laughs> right. I like yes. that. I yeah. actually like that style. Okay. So he calls him a week later, then they kiss and kind of hook up. But like, the thing is, I guess, that... Brady cannot be touched in any way because of his his trauma, which is fine. So I guess he just like gives sexual favors and like Gage was like kind of not cool with that and wanted to like go on dates and wanted to like touch his boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, they they broke up. Well, and it sounds like Brady told him to like take a hike or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Well, also mm-hmm. like yeah. pushed him away because yeah. he was he was ready to be patient, but he yeah. couldn't be. Also, from Brady's descriptions of himself, you would think he is like the ugliest, most horrifyingly he calls Freddy Krueger. He says he has the face of Freddy Krueger. Yes. So I thought in that first chapter that he was in some kind of like explosion or Mm -hmm. fire when he was in Afghanistan that had scarred his face. Yes. And it does turn out that he has some chemical scars Mm -hmm. on his torso, but I don't think he does have face scars, right? Uh, I think he does because I think they talk about them again when when they're at the bar, at the gay bar. He talks about scars again, I think. But I always thought he was referencing these other scars that were on his his body and were covered. And I couldn't figure out where this, like, face yeah. of Freddy Krueger thing Which came from. Which is a burn, right? That is like... Yeah! That's like your like your whole... Your face is burned off. Right? Much, like, didn't right? Freddy Krueger, like, die in, like, a, a fire of I some kind? I have never watched it, Aaron. He was, like, a pedophile and, like, people got mad about it. Okay. And then I think he was in some kind of a... Um, fire or like maybe he was like electrocuted or something i don't remember those together wow that's the whole thing of freddy krueger is like so i thought that that's where it was going but no Mm -mm. yeah Mm -mm. i think that there sounds like from later descriptions it's a combination of like cutting scars and then also chemical burn scar yeah yes yeah we'll we'll get there to the to the (laughs) Al-Qaeda torture times. So that's pretty much the end of this chapter, right? Yeah. Like, we find out the back history, and we actually find out, like, from Gage's perspective at the end of chapter one, like, Gage is not looking at him in the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. He's kind of being, he's well, yeah. holding himself back. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And we find out that Gage thinks Brady is hot. We find out about all his tattoos, yes. which are all food-related tattoos, like the... All of Ga- no Gage's Brady. Tattoos? God, I keep doing this. Brady's tattoos. No, he has a full arm of colorful feathers. Mm, I Aaron. thought he had a full arm of chili pepper, Scoville, whatever, whatever. He has a Scoville rating on okay. one arm, which I also thought like Heat Firefighters mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. a nice tie-in. So like nice work, and then a colorful sleeve of bird oh, feathers I missed on that. his right so arm. That's like very Ben Affleck of him. <laughs> 
got a smoke curl tattoo on his okay. the back. I was of gonna his wait neck. until the shower scene, <laughs> but like the smoke lifting up out of his back collar, like there's no way that doesn't look like a fart. It would look like a rat tail. <laughs> You're right, it would look like a rat tail, but I think also it would look like a fart. <laughs> I just can't That's imagine hilarious. any way it looks good. Smoke, just like... It's just one single curl of smoke, yeah, like guess. a cartoon. I think I might have to do some research into what I don't that know. would look like. But it would always be coming out of the top of your shirt. It would look... It would look like uh, a fart. Got trapped. We'll talk about it. There's in deep your clothes. <laughs> the vapors are escaping. Okay. We'll talk more about it when we get to the when okay. we get to the shower scene. So we learn about this relationship <laughs> from Brady's perspective, nah, from Gage's perspective, which is like pretty much the same. But also, he's like, listen, mm -hmm. Brady has intimacy issues. Like, this is his internal monologue. He has intimacy issues because he's yeah. letting whatever happened in Afghanistan six years ago rule his life. And it's like, cool it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. truly. Like, OK, should he be actively, like, trying mm -hmm. to maybe address it? Probably. Uh, sure. But also, dude's seeing some shit. Yeah. You know, like, if it's if it's what they say in the book, that's a crap load yes. of shit that he had to go through, you know? Um, I also want to talk about how particularly Gage talks. And I know you want to talk oh about God, this, too. Oh, God, it's so bad. Like, the way he's like, I want to <laughs> go party notes. and, like, shake my thing. Damn. Damn. <laughs> and, like, he says something about Brady's southern fried ass during this thing um yeah, is he the one that says dairy do later daring do yes it's a lot yes it's it's not what a 24 year old chicago guy would talk about first of all thang shake thang. my thang yes it was so weird in this one he also they spell mm -hmm. out dayum d-a-y-u-m I don't understand. And I know that Kate Meter is Irish. And so I don't know if it's like, I'm not going to say cultural because it's all, you know what I mean? But it's like, here's the you thing. Know what and I, I mean? I'm like, saying this as somebody who is aggressively Irish. Anytime <laughs> things become aggressively Irish or like Chicago y or like Celtic crosses yeah. and like Irish pubs, like my yes. hackles go up. And I like, I feel like, <laughs> is this going to get like. Oh, did you not like it being referred to as, hold on, let me scroll up, a Disney Irish Actually, nightmare? Actually, um, I didn't mind that because that sounded right. <laughs> but like anytime things get yes. get into like Irish pride, I get a little bit like, is this going to get racist and homophobic? Like I get a little bit nervous anytime I see like a shamrock yeah. tattoo or a cross. Yeah. And this is very into well, that culture. Yeah, this it's is very all like of that. Yeah. Chicago <laughs> Irish guys. Like we have a full foster yes. family, a, yeah. a very like foster mutts, which I did not like. We've really got like. this Irish couple who own a Irish pub who have who have adopted Dempsey's, like yeah. I don't know twenty five kids out of foster care, seemingly all white. It seems like yes. I mean, yes. I don't know. I haven't yes. read the whole series. Yeah, oh, I, mm -hmm. it's. I haven't either. There is not a person of color in this whole book. No, I'm sorry. There are people of color in the book. It is the oh. <laughs> the, the Al-Qaeda assholes, quote, who have tortured Brady. And then also, quote, <sighs> the Dominicans in his kitchen. Because they are referred to several oh, times as a yes. clump of people right, yes. just, just called, quote, 
the Dominicans. Um, Although I think Javier is named a couple of times. So, Natalie, slow your roll here. The coolier jets, there are people of color in this book. The villains, and then also a clump of uh, kitchen workers. Yes. Yeah, it's a little rough. And then combined with, like, the Irish thing and, like, the very white foster care thing, like, it just just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like it was bordering on something that didn't... I mean, and this book was written in 2015. Not long ago. So... Mm-mm. That's not that long ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're still at the party. We're still, uh, we learned, we learned about oh, Brady's yeah. okay. rules. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you want to know what they are? No kissing, but Brady can yes. kiss wherever, wherever he wants. No touching Brady, but right. Brady can do all of the touching. And no talking about Fight Club, but that just merely means no talking right. about his time in the service or Marines, or anything like that, or the past. Basically, it was referred mm-hmm. to as blowjobs for one. I mean, it's not the worst arrangement, So, but Gage didn't no. love it. Mm-mm. Okay, so now Brady has crashed his motorcycle due to gazing at mm-hmm. Billboard. In the hospital. And the sexy Billboard. So, mm-hmm. Did I say Gage? I meant Brady. Brady ca- crashed his motorcycle. So then Gage is there to pick him up. And I don't even remember the happenstance yes. that... Darcy has, is uh, Brady's friend, also Gage's friend, and I guess Sister? Brady had messaged her. I don't. I think they're all friends. Oh, okay. I thought Darcy was his sister. Cause I thought we... Darcy is engaged to his brother. Oh, okay. Darcy made a really gross comment about like going out and like getting someone. Like... No, that was his. No, that was his. That sister. was his. Oh my god. That's <laughs> Alex. Two separate characters. <laughs> Yes. My God. Okay. Did you, were you referring to when she refers to him working his sex wizardry on unsuspecting gay muggles? Yes. Yeah, so that was his sister. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. And she said something about him shaking his ass. And I was like, this doesn't seem like something a sister says to a brother. I don't like this at all. Okay. All right. So she sets she sets them up. She basically like says that she's going to come take care of Brady, but then she sends Gage instead. So it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brady is in the middle of abusing the nurse that's working at the (laughs) ER that's just trying to do her job. And and then Gage shows up and intervenes and takes him home. And uh, (sighs) he has just come off of a big, long shift. Yeah. So Um, he's lay tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because... because (laughs) Because he had four, he had four call outs, Aaron. Actually, that does sound like a very long shift, but you know. Okay, so he gets back to Brady's apartment, which yes. just, he said that the only place to sit was like one ratty tweed <laughs> armchair, which is like the yes. grossest thing I've ever heard. And then on the walls are posters of food, which honestly, like, that's bone chilling to me. Like, <laughs> The issues in romance novels is just like we give a character job and then yes. like character is it's job the only feature yeah right like no this guy's a job and a ptsd two marine. jobs two jobs uh, yes, yes. Yeah. both of them have two jobs right yes and so like this this author was like what would brady have in his apartment does he have an interest is he a sci-fi fan it does would he be like less weird for him to have nothing on his wall <laughs> he has pictures of food like i would have done an about face and gone right out of that apartment <laughs> i was like "Ooh, i'm gonna date this chef and then i went in and it was like a baguette <laughs> a sizzling steak 
It's just posters from Chili's. It's just the it's just the cast off posters from Chili's. But at the same blown time, up menu pictures. I mean, okay, you go into an Applebee's or a Chili's, they have tchotchkes on the wall, right? Like they, <laughs> yeah. they have fucking clutter. Like and weird. Stuff. Okay, can we talk really quickly about the weird? I'm all in. Semi local tchotchkes that you have at like an Applebee's. <laughs> yes. Where do they find it? I how would do they get love them to tell you? Because my. <laughs> Because my college roommate was a Chili's general manager. Did no. I tell you this? No. About the Presidente Margaritas? No. Okay, listener, sorry. Natalie and I are just going to talk for a little bit. So when I was in college, I was roommates with this girl who was a manager at Chili. Oh, no, she wasn't a manager yet. She was a waitress at the time. Okay. And they would have these competitions for who could sell the most Presidente Margaritas, which is like a $25 top shelf tequila fishbowl margarita. Yes. I have had one of those. No one ever buys those. Oh. Like. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Well. um, Okay. It's it's rare. I've never had one. What does it taste like? (laughs) It's a rare occasion. Okay, great. Wouldn't you say... I'm susceptible to sales routines, so I'm have... not surprised that I bought one okay. at all. So they always okay. upsell them. They're like, would you yeah, like yeah, a Presidente yeah, yeah. Margarita or whatever? Yeah. So they would have these sure, competitions. <laughs> Are you actually accepting one? I'm not actually yeah. selling you one. You don't, <laughs> oh, okay. you don't get one. Um, oh, they would have these competitions for how the how many the waitresses could sell. And she like did the and the prize would be like a big screen TV or a gift. Sure. Or she did the math. And if we just came in and drank the Presidente Margaritas, and then she paid us back for them. So we would break okay. even and score yes. alcohol. Then yes. still the prize would be more than she would have spent. Nice. So we were at Chili's. Like, that was my favorite bar <laughs> in college. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, anyway, but she also knew where the, because I asked her one time where the tchotchkes come from. And she mm-hmm. says when a new Chili's branch opens, they mail them to you. Like somebody works for Chili's Corp and chooses is like, okay, we're opening up a new Chili's in Chillicothe. Yeah. What can we put on the walls and does like research? Wow. And then they like source the stuff because it's like local uniforms, like football uniforms Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Wow. And it is mailed to you. What was your job? Wow. I think it sounds like an outstanding job. Yeah. You just go around, you like figure shit out, go to weird small towns. Yeah. But the local huh. Chili's people have nothing to do with that. That is all managed at headquarters, which to me is nuts that there's like yes. a local high school ju- a jersey that somebody in like, you know, shipped Connecticut, Albuquerque, New Vegas, yeah, <laughs> ordered was probably shipped to Cindy in Albuquerque. And then they shipped it back shipped it to back. the local town where the fucking Chili's is. That's nuts to me. Anyway, that is nuts. true. That is nuts. Can I tell a really quick story about drinking in college? Absolutely, you can. We went to an Olive Garden in college, and I was the only one of my roommates that wasn't 21. And they were like, did you know that you can get like cheap wine if you buy appetizers or something like that at Olive Garden? Really? And so we went to like a wine tasting at an at Olive, Olive Garden. Garden? Yes! Yes. But let's review. Not 21. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm just there with all of my friends that are getting drunk on cheap wine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the bartender like felt bad for me because i ordered a kitty cocktail Mm -hmm. and and he was like i feel bad for you here's 30 maraschino cherries inside of your kitty what (laughs) 
Why that's not? It was like solid maraschino cherries, and it was so sweet that I had a stomach ache what? and I almost threw up what because it was just too many. That you would want that? What a weird... He's like, here's here's my pity in the form of maraschino cherries. Oh my god! At the time, I thought it was like when he gave it to me, I was like, this is a blessing, and then. <laughs> After a little bit, I realized it was not a blessing. I was, like, very ill. I had another college roommate. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is when I lived in a big house full of people. She had this scam where she would get a job at Olive Garden, and in the first two weeks, they train you and just feed you all the food. Yes. And then she would quit. And that that's true of, like, a there's, like, maybe a four-restaurant. Red Lobster, Olive yeah. Garden, whatever whatever whatever, whatever. Are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so she had this, th- like, she did, she did the Peoria one, she did a normal one, she did, and, like, the Red Lobster, the Olive Garden, like, she was dancing around these restaurants. And she got yes. fucking banned. Banned <laughs> from that, like, four-restaurant <laughs> conglomerate. Banned. Like, her picture's up, you know? Oh, no. In the Central Illinois Red Lobster. Like, don't let her in. And that's a big deal. Yes, that is a big deal. Because where are you going to go? Yeah, exactly. Out for where dinner. Where are you going to go for a fancy date if you yes. can't go to OG go to Olive or Garden. Red Lobster? What if, a date tried to, what if a date tried to take you to Olive Garden? You would like, be like, uh, um, they I can't. know me here, unfortunately. Yeah. I cannot. <laughs> Okay, we have to do. We have oh my to do gosh, it. Gosh, we're only on chapter two. It's okay. Holy it's shit. okay. This is gonna go fast. Okay. Oh no, we're on chapter three. That's okay, fine. so there's only eleven. Gage is at Brady's apartment. They're yes. kind of like dancing around <clears throat> the issue of like they're both into each other. And Gage is trying to keep it very casual because he doesn't want to go through it again. And so he's like going to drop the meds and stuff off and then take off. Mm -hmm. And then Brady's like, uh, and Gage is like, spit it out. And Brady's like, I would love to take a shower, but I can't get my shirt off. Which he's dislocated would be a great his shoulder. Pick- oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Dislocated his shoulder. He's got a concussion. He's got road rash. All sorts of things. All all sorts of things, which I think is very important. And he's also yes. tripping balls on, on Vicodin. On Vicodin. Yes. Which I think mm-hmm. is also important. Um, <laughs> important to talk about because we're headed to the shower. Yeah. So we take a shower and, okay, so Brady gets full naked, which should be a clue that maybe he's mm-hmm. too high to consent, and- right? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, but then don't worry because Gage is very worried that he's suffering from a case of "I wish I could quit you." <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's kind of following through with it. I think is because he's like you know stuck. Sure, sure. So Brady, who usually doesn't show his scars, is now naked. Gage gets into the shower with with his underpants Just his underwear on, on. Yeah. gets his underpants yeah. wet. Mm-hmm. So he's like soaping him up and stuff. I just, okay, so he has, you would think, a sling still on with he, a dislocated shoulder. I think they must have taken the sling off because... But that would hurt like a bitch. He talks about wanting him to keep, Gage talks about wanting to keep his arm yeah. close to him so that he can work him from behind, which really just means soap, just so you know. Everybody. Yeah, but like... I feel like that would hurt like a bitch because the weight of your yeah. arm pulls your shoulder socket. Yeah, and that's why you have a sling. Yeah. I have never tried to dislocate my shoulder and take off my sling an hour later, but it sounds bad. Additionally, yeah, the road sure rash does. you would think would have bandages all over it. 
It didn't. Um, but it, it did not. Open. And we the hot water is fine, apparently. Yeah, it's still, so that. is the soap. Yeah, and the soap. And Brady's talking in his internal monologue. He's, like, mortified that, like, all this Vicodin is making him, like, spill his guts and, <laughs> you know, do things, like, that he shouldn't, that he doesn't normally do, you know? <laughs> and then I, the the other one, Gage, is Gage. like, yeah, so what do you want, like, sex-wise uh, for your shower? <laughs> and then Brady's like, is this where he just turns to him and says, jerk me? Because that's a rough way to say, give me an HJ. Actually, I would have preferred yeah. give me an HJ to jerk me. It was very... No, it's a wet hump. Hey, Aaron. What? They hump first. Oh, yeah, they do do a hump first. <laughs> yeah. Brady backs it up. Yeah, that's the thing. He backs yes. up onto the wet underpants of the other one. Yes. And then he does do a grind. And then yes. Gage, at one point during this situation, has the thought, dad ass. Which is, again, <laughs> not something that a 25-year-old gay man in Chicago thinks. I mean, I don't know. I've never been. I mean... I've never been a gay man in Chicago. But I've talked um, to a lot of mid-20s yeah. gay men in Chicago, and I've never heard one alter, uh, utter yes. dad ass. <laughs> dad ass. <laughs> yes. So then, <laughs> so they're wet humping, and then uh, he's jerking him, <sighs> and then he turns him around, right? So that they're yes. facing each other, and that is when... <gasps> Jack me. Oh, yeah! Dang it. Jack me, Jack Gage. Jack me, Gage. <laughs> yes. And then he turns him around and he comes in jerky spurts uh, all over. There's so many jerky spurts and ropes and <laughs> various cum things. And then, and then Gage uses Brady's cum as a lubricant to jerk himself off onto Brady's chest. Didn't hate it. Didn't 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 hate it when he used his cum to do that. Hey, listen. I also wanted to say that Brady is Cajun, which we haven't talked about. And especially when like sex stuff starts, he's mainly only when sex stuff is happening. Yeah, he starts with like random like French words in his mm -hmm. Cajun accent. So he'll just like mm -hmm. Like while being fucked, he will just be like merde and like bon toms, you know, like <laughs> yes. he, um, he actually uses yes, he does. let the good times roll. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh he's very in reference Cajun. to you may give me a hand job. <laughs> yes. Honestly, yes, yes. That's exactly it. Oh my god. Why? So, in addition to when things get aggressively irish when things get aggressively cajun that also makes my cackles go up i actually looked up some of these words to see if they were even used correctly because it felt weird it does some yeah. of the, you, the usages of them felt weird i was like i mean i guess that's the right word but it doesn't feel like the no right it word. doesn't it doesn't yeah if you're gonna make him cajun i would much prefer him to have like there are a lot of idioms and kind of like phrases that cajun mm -hmm. people use in english like making groceries is one like they don't uh -huh. say go get groceries they say i'm gonna go make groceries like stuff like that would have fit really easily into this book considering he's a chef and like mm -hmm. cajun foods and stuff like don't have him make yeah. an apple sandwich like it, it seemed like these french words were kind of really it didn't it what yeah it wasn't a through line through his whole character. Mm -mm. It was only during sex <laughs> did he use yes. Cajun words. Yes. Anyway. So, so they fall asleep. They, 
(laughs) Some of them do. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Some of them just chose to to lay rigidly (laughs) and not sleep, while other people should maybe have been paying attention to that person with a concussion to see... That's but, like okay. Your whole function here is to like take care, make sure this guy administers his medications correctly, does not fall asleep, and does not have any kind of like you know medical emergency, brain hemorrhage or something. And what he does do is he gives him a hand job and <laughs> takes a nap, has him take off a sling, yeah. gives him a hand job, and then immediately falls asleep. Put some scalding hot water on your road burn and then <laughs> gives him an HJ. Good job, firefighter. Yep. Good job, <laughs> certified EMT. Good work. So some of them go to bed, and then when they wake up, and Brady's, or I'm sorry, Gage is like playing it cool. He's not going to get involved, and he's like, yeah, well, I don't really have time to hang out today, but we can meet up at this club later. And Brady's like, I hate clubs because I don't like The people. ghosts of my past and float around yes, me at the exactly. clubs. Yep, the base. And then he's like, okay, bye. And then we get a really intense case of shitting on Lombard, Illinois <laughs> in the next chapter. <laughs> you want to take this one? I just kind of feel bad if you're from Lombard because I believe it is uh, referred to, oh God, it's like, it's like treated like it's where I live in Illinois, mm-hmm. which is like the farthest you could ever be from Chicago and in the middle of nowhere. Well, I think and, like, I grew up a little further from Chicago than you. I know, but yeah, I mean, same thing. It's it reminded me of that matchmaker Susan Elizabeth Phillips book where where he like grew up in shit hell Illinois, so he had so much to prove. Like, like was that Lombard? Yeah, it must have been. I mean, according to Gage, he says yeah. he needs arm floaties to jump into the shit pool of Lombard, <laughs> Illinois. I know. <laughs> Which no, I think it's nothing personal, Lombard. I think it just has to do with like that Hillview nursing home. Is Maybe in Lombard. Yeah. So he's going to this nursing home. We don't really know why yet. And then he's. We find out he's visiting a 57-year-old woman who has done street drugs in the past, and now she's in early onset onset, uh, Alzheimer's. She's got this weird combination of having been extremely religious, like Carrie's mom and Carrie. Very similar. And you haven't seen Carrie. I can tell by your face. Just not... not, (laughs) How did this start? Like, how did this become about Nightmare on Elm Street and Carrie? (laughs) Aaron, um, if you think that I can handle a horror I know, movie, I don't, you are I don't incorrect. Know I, I don't know why I keep using these references. <laughs> anyway, she's like insanely religious, such that she was like giving him Clorox baths and trying to yeah, like exercise was, demons out of him. Therapy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then also like street drugs. And I just feel like we could have picked one thing. Yeah, but also like when when they talk about his past, they don't reference street drugs in any way. They talk about her being this insane you know conversion therapy person religious bible thumping mm-hmm. and then they talk about her leaving to go join a cult in new mexico right. and that's why they went into foster care mm-hmm. so no i don't know where the drugs came in but they're probably what's causing her early onset alzheimer's yeah fair enough he said that she used to pop drugs like jolly ranchers which is weird <laughs> like i don't know that <laughs> Wouldn't you think like Tic Tacs? Like I know, like I know some. I I know people who have done a lot of drugs, like one after the other, um, so that they always have the drugs. Yeah, but I've never known anyone to treat Jolly Ranchers that way. (laughs) 
you know? Keep them in my pocket. Yeah. I'm never Someone without that's a like... Jolly Rancher. I must get my Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> you know what? We always had Jolly Ranchers growing up in my house. Really? Specifically watermelon, which is such a weird thing to think about because my mom is very anti-candy. Huh. So, like, the fact that I always had Jolly Ranchers around is super weird now that I think about it. I feel it. like you need but... to really, like... Think, dig yeah, dig that. in there. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I rarely encountered a Jolly Rancher growing up. They were around all the time. Really? Yeah. And I think and they must have been bags of just flavor? watermelon. That's yeah. very strange, too. Yeah. I said flavor anyway. to sound cool, but it didn't work. <laughs> Do you need... <laughs> Damn. What? I was just about to say when we get to this. You know you're talking to me, right? Like, I'm I know. Cool. I don't know why I want to impress you. Um, <laughs> when, when we get to the bar, uh, I just saw this page where uh, Gage looks at Brady and says that he's very tappable tonight. <laughs> like, that's the equivalent. Like, saying flame. Okay. Let's talk about the bar. Okay. Let's, the, the nursing home is whatever. Yeah. His mom does not recognize him. She knows him as John. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. It's sad. And, and he doesn't know how to tell her that he's gay and he's afraid to because he doesn't want all of the negative stuff to come back and he doesn't want it to be like a, like his childhood all over again. And we immediately cut from a nursing home, sad nursing home scene. To a boys town club. And it is so... It is, this whole scene is like a tool to show how slutty gay men are in Chicago, I yes. think. But like... I was like, what? And maybe like how not slutty gay... So he's there with his friend, Jacob. Jacob. Who, who's newly out. Newly, yeah, is newly out. And he's like, at his first gay club, is like why he couldn't cancel this to hang with Brady, you know, because yeah. he was supposed to like escort him to his first gay yeah. evening. Um, yes. And then... Which Jacob thought would... Would be less gay. Would be less gay. I was hoping it would be less, less gay. gay. If I went to a club in Boys Town and then Gage says, if you want less gay, go to a young Republicans meeting. Which is like, <laughs> not necessarily true. Like, I've been to Maybe a more few young Republicans <laughs> meetings that have been like very gay, like aggressively gay. <laughs> Um, not that I ever was a young Republican. However, I have, I have, uh, attended several meetings with them anyway, but not the kind of gay where they know it, I think is the, yeah. 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 So anyway, so Jacob is wearing like a button down and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So then Brady comes in. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> they decide to go to dance. There's a guy that comes up that wants to hit, hit it with Jacob and Gage is kind of running interference. And he then spots Brady looming over at the bar and he like walks over to them to him and they barely say two words to each other and they just start making out against a pillar. Yeah. Well, he's like, he says something like you're going to tell me the meaning of the snake tattoo on your chest or and if he doesn't tell him i'm gonna make you come in this club which i was yes. very like don't tell him like that's <laughs> yeah. that's that very hot let's do this yeah. Yeah. so then, then we find out no matter what it was inevitable yeah he does tell him about that snake tattoo which is a stupid explanation and then <laughs> he's like i lied i'm still gonna jerk i'm still gonna jack you in this club so then he starts jacking him mm -hmm. and then he sees out of the corner of his eye jacob and this other guy toby <laughs> toby sorry natalie's miming what happens <laughs> with one hand he's jerking yes. he's jacking his bf jacking him 
And then with the other hand, he reaches out and grabs Jacob by the shirt collar. So he's got his guy's dick in his hand inside of his pants. Yes. And then his other hand is holding on to the collar of Jacob's shirt. And nobody notices this? I think they know. Oh, okay. All right. So because he says he doesn't want him to leave with this guy. And he says something like, you've got to walk before you can run or something like that. Like, he's basically saying you can't have sex yet because you're too new to the gay community. And like, you're not going to. It was really rough. Yeah. So basically, he thinks that Jacob's first time is should be with somebody who is like aware that it's his first time and is going to be gentle with him and is going to like and that everyone's expectations. So he like like makes everybody go on on a double date with milkshakes. Yeah. The Melrose Diner. This is nuts. This is a grown man. (laughs) Maybe this is exactly how he wants his first time to be. You don't get to police other people's sexual journeys. Also, this is the situation where like, uh, uh, Brady says, let the good times roll before he jacks him off. Uh, well, as you know, they stop the hand job and then Brady whispers into Gage's ear, you owe me a blowjob. Oh, right. This was, <laughs> yes. And then this was also the one where he said, the only good deed I'll be doing tonight is for the oh, angels. Right. And then I don't remember which one said that. And then the other one's like the angels. That was Gage. Yeah. Haven't you heard every time I make you come, an angel gets its wings. And I just could not believe we were it back here later. It does. It gets, but like, I just worse. couldn't believe that this is the third book where people have fucked for angels, like <laughs> for the benefit of angels. Angels don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> angels aren't watching us. Fuck. Like, please stop <laughs> making this canon. Like, please. Like, geez. Oh, man. Is that like what? Like, mm. Irish Catholics in Chicago believe is that probably oh I, mean, I don't know that's rough I don't yeah. I don't like that maybe that's what like angels do instead of TV I don't oh god I would hate that <laughs> I, I want TV let's see what's on tonight yeah oof. just imagine if instead of like Game of Thrones you had just like two weird humans being like and that was your whole thing Ugh. That's rough. They're just waiting in line to get their wings. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So they go get malt malt milkshakes. Yep. And then Gage has to, like, let everybody know, put everyone's cards on the table on what goes right. I think this was presented as, like, a good deed. Yeah, which is nuts. After they do that, it's, like, 1.30 in the morning. They go back to Smith & Jones, which is Brady's restaurant, and Gage is going to make them food. And Brady. Because, No. Gage is making the food because Brady's injured. He has a dislocated oh, shoulder. Right. I remember now. I'm sorry. That, I think that was one of the reasons why I got them so confused mm-hmm. is like they're both Gage trauma is very boys. Into making food. Yes, yeah. they're both trauma mm-hmm. boys. Brady's the chef and Gage is always the one cooking, which is like mm-hmm. very confusing to me. Yeah, so this is where they make that ciabatta, fontina, cheese, apple, Granny Smith apple, rosemary grilled cheese. Sounds fantastic. Yes. Really wonderful. Put it on one. the menu. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So that would sound great. 
And they have like a, sorry, uh, trigger warning here, and they have a cider with it. Yeah, I I um, do have an intolerance to cider, as you yes, know. Yes. But also trigger warning, they have public sex in the window of this man's restaurant. I was just so thankful that it wasn't in the kitchen. I cannot. That is one of my <laughs> hard limits. It's like commercial kitchen sex scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like... No, I do not want that. Nobody wants that. No. All of the things that have to be cleaned, especially when there's food products around. One time I read a book where they were in the walk-in cooler, and I was like, no thank you for so many reasons. Yeah. But anyway, I was just really thankful I think we, I think there. when we read that Penny Reed with the one guy, the Cletus one, I think they mm-hmm. had sex in her bakery kitchen. I think that's the yeah, only commercial kitchen yeah. sex scene I've read mm-hmm. for the podcast. And like, Cletus would never, I would think... There was you know something I mean? about how well he cleaned it. Like, I remember yeah, something about it. I can't it. remember. It's been a long time. But since I also I feel books, like actually. if you own a restaurant, if you are the head chef, if you are the face, if this is your place of business, mm-hmm. don't have public, <laughs> like, sex in the window. In view of the windows from the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like people walking by might be like, Smith and Schmerv, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to go here. There. Oh, my God. Is that the <laughs> chef getting face fucked by that firefighter yes. on the billboard downtown? Like, excuse me, Aaron. Yeah. He was fucking the face. Oh, is that that chef <laughs> fucking the face of the firefighter <laughs> on the billboard downtown? The firefighter whose whose uh, image we're trying to rehabilitate for, for <laughs> punching that cop. My God. Yeah. These are Chicago celebrities. Yes. We can't just fuck yeah. around in windows, you know? <laughs> Yep, yep. This is a uh, semi-public beager, and um, <laughs> they kind of hot if you take away the public, like the public part. I mean, I don't really mind the public part either. I don't. But I don't either. I just think it's bad for business. Gage, yeah, sure, definitely. Gage asks Brady to stand up so they'll have better, better leverage to fuck his face, which I thought was really nice. Yep. And then um, it's a hot, it's a hot beach right up until the, the end, where Gage whispers, <laughs> "Dingling, dingling," <laughs> and. Brady hoarsely says, "Dingling," <laughs> and then what? <laughs> Brady says, "An angel got its wings." Oh no! Yeah, yeah, it's Brady. An angel got its wings. Golden. This inexplicable nickname that I have for you that I've never explained. <laughs> Two of those little shits did actually. We're talking about angels <laughs> that got their wings from both of us having orgasms during yep. that blowjob. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Gage throws back his head and laughs because his chef was one funny fucker. Every time they say the other one makes a joke and is so funny, it is never a joke. (laughs) It is never a joke and it is never funny. It's always horrifying. So then Brady or I'm sorry, Gage says he's going to stay over at Brady's house and Brady looks like he's going to say no. But then he says, sure, you can as long as you do the dishes, which was also nice Mm -hmm. and then we cut to brady just feverishly trying to stay awake brady has like ptsd dreams i Mm -hmm. so he has this uh, so i guess brady wilston afghanistan was captured by generally speaking al-qaeda just Mm -hmm. general yeah general al-qaeda's got Mm -hmm. him and his team and then hold held them in some kind of Afghanistan dungeon for mm-hmm. some time, doing and things specifically like specifically tortured Brady more than the rest because he was the CEO. Right. 
doing like electrodes and uh, knives and Mm -hmm. uh, chemical burns. burns. Mm -hmm. And then he just refers to them as like those bearded motherfuckers and like a lot of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really bad. It's just it's so simplistic and not very accurate in terms Mm -hmm. of like. I, I just just everything is everything is wrong and simplistic and binary and kind of gross, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, because I if you Google Al Qaeda, American soldiers and torture, you're not going to find out a lot about torture that they did on our soldiers. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say about <laughs> that. <laughs> Point taken. And it's. So basically, he has PTSD from this, and specifically, it, it you know manifests itself in nightmares. And he has he's never had somebody at his house before, but evidently he knows that he punches people in his sleep. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, how would so, he even I mean, know? I mean, he might probably knows he has nightmares, but mm-hmm. how would he know that they're violent yeah. to the point where he would be? So his whole thing is that he doesn't want gauge to stay over he doesn't want anyone to sleep in his bed Mm -hmm. because he he thinks that there's a chance that he might hurt them you're right there's no basis for that and then i think it's it's now a good time to mention like i i cannot figure out how brady just kind of miraculously got over his apprehension to like have people touch him like it's kind of just hand waved that he was like fixed it yeah, he it was he was like high during the shower, and then now that he's over that hump, it just no, like no I, longer on, bothers. I, him. I wrote down a quote. Let me just scroll back up to chapter one, where uh, when he when uh, Gage uh, came on him, it was the cleanest he'd ever been. Oh yeah, like he's done. He's good so, now. He's fixed. Yeah, which is yep. also like so, extremely simplistic. Four, like just I'm the sorry. whole way this Afghanistan war story played out. And like just mm-hmm. the maliciousness of the torture and like I just every everything, how everybody like I'm not saying that ever happened to people that oh God, it's just it's just too simplistic, I guess, is the yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so so then I think that we put that conversation off by just having more sex. Yeah, we do. And then and then it's like the next day. Yes, I think. Well, the next day we cut from sex and now we're back in the nursing home. Yes, yes. Another jarring (laughs) nursing home juxtaposition. Um, And it's like his mom is asking for him, specifically he's asking for Gage, not John, the name that he's Mm -hmm. been going by. And then he thinks about calling his 25 foster brothers and then is like, no. How how come these like romance foster families never adopt any girls? Isn't that strange? No, Alex is a girl. Uh, Oh, oh, she's not his biological sister. She's his foster sister. I think so. Yeah. Well, I didn't even realize that she wasn't Darcy. So there you go. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so he calls Brady, but then like doesn't really tell him what's going on. It's like a just to hear his voice sort of thing. Yep. And Brady is like sneaking back into work because he can't stay away from work and he's bored or whatever. And he can tell that something's kind of off with Gage, but Gage puts it off. And that one conversation like gets him back in the zone and he's ready to go back in the nursing home. But his opportunity has passed. Right. And uh, his mom's not lucid anymore. Right. And then we cut from the nursing home to a booty call. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have more sex. So now Gage... Is going to, to have Brady's sex with house. Brady. 
right? Uh, yes. So Gage is going to fuck Brady. Yes. So he comes over. Gage is still kind of... He had done a shift at the bar, which was weird. I didn't... Like, maybe he does a shift at his family's bar. I don't know. Why do we all... Why do we have to have two jobs? Like, why can't we have a job and, like, a personality instead of two jobs for both of them? So then he comes over. He's still kind of out of it from visiting his mom. And Brady can see this. But instead of, like, actually dealing with it, we're just going to fuck each other. Mm -hmm. And so then they are going to go to the bathroom because it will be easier to fuck with the broken shoulder, maybe? I don't know. And also there's a mirror there. We like that mirror. But, like, also, I think it's very strange with, like, the PTSD issues and the being touched issues that we're going to start with Gage penetrating Brady Brady. and not the other way around. Isn't that strange? it is strange to me, and it, but he also kind of addresses it that he's like, he wants Gage to pour all of his trauma into him. Yeah. That's kind of how he says it later. And he wants to give, like, he can't give him the word, so he's going to give him whatever he needs physically. Yeah. I think. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's. Um, I guess that's the, the theory. Brady it feels just... like he finally has something that he can give him in return. Right. His butt. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. In yeah. I mean, yes. Very much. But first we get <laughs> an enthusiastic like rim job. Oh, enthusiastic yes. Enthusiastic rim this job. This is perhaps the most enthusiasm for a rim job that we've ever had here on the Heaving Bosoms podcast. That's going to be incorrect, Aaron, because Melody and I did... Um, <laughs> That Alexis Hall book. Oh, really? Something fabulous. Uh-huh. Where the heroes are, no, well, specifically one hero, very, very into rimming. That's great. Giving it. Good for him. Yes. So I, I don't know the release times uh-huh. of these okay. two episodes. Right. So this could either be this could the h- very hold first the record for a little fifth, bit yes. <laughs> before the other one passes it. <laughs> and it's so funny because I have been on record saying to many people. Give me more rimming and romance. Uh-huh. And the next, the two books that I do first on the podcast have so much rimming in them. Listener, Natalie has been saying, give me more rimming and romance for like some time. Like we've had more than one conversation yes. about it. So I'm yes. so, congratulations. I mean, really? Yeah. It kind of, I like I accidentally happened into it both times. But you know what? Lucky I think, for me. I think we need more hetero rimming and romance. Like why is it only I, that, in the yes. gay romance? Exactly. I don't know. Hmm. I think, I don't know. And I think it might have something to do with the dynamics between like, females rimming like women rimming men Mm -hmm, you know what i mm -hmm. mean like that never happens no that never happens i've read one tessa bailey book where the man rims the woman Mm -hmm. but yeah what the fuck yeah listen authors (laughs) we want more you have at least two enthusiastic (laughs) readers here okay Come on. Uh, all right. Okay. So we get an enthusiastic rim job. Yeah. And then, yeah, we have to turn so that you can see it in a mirror. And then... Sun and um, moon in the mirror. They look like the sun and the moon. But the golden boy is the sun and the the other one is the moon. In shadow. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Then Eli, the mayor of Chicago... <laughs> I just love that the, the mayor of Chicago 
Chicago. He's like, got his fingers in so many little pines the, here. <laughs> the ex-Afghanistan, like the Afghanistan veteran openly He's got to be 35, yeah, probably. Super crazy hot. No, I don't. I don't think he's openly gay. We don't think he likes gay? No. Oh, I guess I just assumed because he's like so in this scene. (laughs) (laughs) They had a setup for him to get with Alex, which is Gage's sister. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So I believe that's going to be a future book. All right. Well, in my headcanon, he's at least bi because he's very (laughs) in this scene with these boys. Very. Um, But anyway, like I just, and he's like people's sexiest man and like all this stuff. Like what? This guy's like a character who's just like everywhere. Yes. But he goes to visit Gage. Gage goes to visit Brady at work and Eli is there doing. Oh, okay. Okay mayor stuff at a booth he's got papers he's got right laptops yes <laughs> and he's working because he is like he's part owner or something but like post i feel like there's a pens, better <laughs> notepads just so much mayor stuff all over the table he's yeah, got everywhere <laughs> this is the satellite signs. mayoral yes Ribbons. satellite mayoral office And he, like, flags him down, and he's like, so have you fucked away his mental illness yet? What are you waiting for? Uh Why hasn't it happened? And and then, like, Gage realizes through this conversation that he's actually in love with Brady, right? Right. I'm I'm glossing over it, but I don't really know. The way that, like, Eli describes this torture is just, like, really rough. Oh, yeah. um, Oh, yeah. He totally blows up. He blows up Brady's spot. He's like, oh, has he told you about it Has he told you about those Al-Qaeda fucks who fucked him up so much and, like, I don't know, sliced him to ribbons and, and, like, all of this very, like, graphic uh, descriptions of, like, very horrific uh, torture. But also it's like, okay, he was like, has he told you about that yet? No? Okay, well, too bad. He's lost his chance. I'm gonna tell you now. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and what would you feel like if you were Brady? Oh, yeah, that's rough. You know, and and your best friend, question mark? Yeah. Like, just tells all of your personal secrets Uh to... It's really shitty. But evidently it works enough for Gage and he just decides to make a date night. Yeah. Yes. And then that's that's when Gage makes the jambalaya. No, this is when Gage breaks into Brady's apartment. He gets the spare key. Yes. That Brady has not given him. No. Breaks into his apartment while he's at work, prepares a jambalaya and like a romantic tablescape. Yes, um, and Brady says at one point, I don't even know where this table came from. Right, that's rough. Because that's he weird. only has one he armchair. He just has that tweed armchair. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> and then he goes to Brady's place of work and, like, makes Drags him, him off. leave, to which mm-hmm. Javier and all of the other, quote, Dominicans, Dominicans. applaud. Yes. And then... Yeah. Then they go back and like have jump, have so much jambalaya <laughs> that Brady like pats his stomach like mm, yum yum the jambalaya. Let's fuck. And then it's like I'm gonna fuck you. Like I just. <laughs> <laughs> and and like in the butt too, like in the digestive mm-hmm. tract, like just <laughs> oof, man. <laughs> But before they do fuck, Brady slips up and, yeah. you know, they talk about 
how Gage is in his prime and you're like, you're not going to love me when I'm old or no one's going to like me when I'm old. And yeah, Brady says, I'll love you when you're not, or I'll love you while you're hot or something like that. And then I don't remember. Sorry if you saw, heard my stomach growl very loudly. Oh, mine has been growling as well because <laughs> again, jambalaya. <and> food. <laughs> jambalaya is so good. Okay. So now Brady is going to fuck Gage. I think it's about time you fucked me properly, Brady, is what Gage says. Yes. I Here's something that I didn't approve of. This paragraph. Gage maneuvered Brady to the bed and lay down beside him. Then he used his lips and hands to worship the hero's body. Ooh. Sure. I mean, I do <laughs> love a firefighter admitting that somebody else can be a hero. That's great. Like, I love that. I think that Gage is that person, too, but, by the way. Sure. But, ew. Like, I just, <laughs> it grossed me out. Like, as He does a, lick all of his scars. Yeah. As an American soldier, it grossed me out. Um, then he sucked on his nipples, grazed those bumpy battle wounds. Um, <laughs> which aren't even battle wounds. They're torture wounds. Like, mm-hmm. and then gained his trust with every glance of his lips, which is like a verb I didn't know lips did. Like, the glance. whole paragraph <laughs> squeaked me out. But then the sex is fine and good. Yeah, they, you know gauges or i'm sorry brady's dick is so girthy i believe so girthy that one of them thinks in their brain it's a biggin like apostrophe (laughs) un that's rough that was for sure gauge but i did think it was really cool gauge talks about like that anticipation before penetration and before you actually have sex with somebody, like where the pleasure ceiling is limitless. Mm-hmm. And I just really liked that analogy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like anticipation feeling. It really, I described it pretty well uh, for me, but. Uh, I did then, like the sex in this book kind of overall. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I agree. But he also find out in this one, uh, in this part of the book where he, or he says like that Brady can't hurt him because he's built up this impenetrable wall around his soul. And then but like what they're specifically talking about kept it reinforced, reinforced with his good humor. Right. But what they're specifically talking about is that Brady hasn't had sex in a very long time. Like as oh, wait. Yeah. Where's this gauge? I don't know. Whoever's getting penetrated at this moment gauge is getting penetrated is like getting then i don't remember there was some there was some time where they were talking about like you can't hurt me and the situation was like more lube and it's like okay but like i know you're talking about like emotionally but like (laughs) you can tear that tissue like very easily so like that's just that is there isn't a wall of armor around your rectum sir so like (laughs) we can talk in metaphors but like also get that lube you know Anyway, there was spit. There was spit, there was which spit. is, as we know, it doesn't always work. <laughs> so then we wake up in a nightmare. We wake up in a strangle PTSD nightmare because that's what PTSD always is, mm-hmm. is a nightmare where yes. we fight people. Mm-hmm. I just I'm just so sick of like like ex-soldier or Marine romance. Like, I'm just sick of this. I'm sick of this mm-hmm. being how PTSD is. And it's just I I don't know. I know I've said it before. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Anyway, so he's strangling him because he thinks he's an Al-Qaeda. 
Uh, and yes. then he, he wakes up and he tells him the whole story about like the ringleader and how like Eli got them out of there, but then left the leader for, uh, for Brady to shoot. And then Brady couldn't kill him. And it's like, okay, like, it's just so it's, it's just so not. And I just really wish there were more realistic romance novels about the military. If anybody knows about one, yeah, send us an email. So basically, like it, like it kind of Brady uses this situation to kind of like shut down everything with them. And they, you know, they try to diffuse it with a little bit of humor. And then it's like they're going to have sex again. And then basically Gage like kind of tries to push for Brady to say more and talk more about his situation. And Brady is like basically says like he is not interested in anything more than fucking. Yeah. He's like, we're just fucking like, yeah, he got, he gets scared by his emotions and blah, blah, blah. So Brady like pushes him away and is like, we're not doing anything but fucking. And then Gage is like, Oh, and he's, he says something like, you're like this sunny disposition guy that like nothing bad has ever happened to, which is nuts because you know, he was in foster care because you know, all of his foster siblings. Somehow Brady has changed foster care into like, because it worked out that he got a good foster family, that foster care was fine. Yeah. Which as we know is usually not the case. Usually (laughs) not the case. Um, So he's like, you've had just perfect cookie cutter life or whatever. Mm And then uh, Gage is like, yeah, no, not really. And (laughs) then, like, also, like, I love you and, like, does Mm -hmm. this whole, like, love speech about why he's really pushing him away and blah, blah, blah. He also tells him to get therapy during this Mm -hmm. fight. He said that I don't want to not sleep with you. We could go to therapy together. Sure. That Mm -hmm. they could go to, like, joint therapy or whatever. Yeah, and I just want everybody to know that by the end of this book, still no one has gone to therapy. Yeah, no, they did. They did? Yes. Yes. I missed it. I completely missed it then. Brady is going to therapy. Gage is not. Okay. I completely missed that line because I was like, we're not gonna (laughs) say that they went. That seems like. And I think he's basically says, like, he's going, but he hates it. (sighs) Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. But basically, yeah, Gage is leaving and he stomps back and kisses Brady and he's like, fuck it, I am going to say it. I'm in love with you and it doesn't make any sense, but it's true. And you can say that you don't want to hurt me or everything, but you you don't want me to see your scars, but those are just excuses. Mm -hmm. And then Brady's like, and then, oh, so he's like, I'd like to say it's been fun, but it hasn't. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. he leaves. (laughs) This is like really rough. second time they've broken up for the same reason correct yeah pretty much yeah it's just that gage knows more now so then we get a like heart to heart with gage and jacob that virgin from the bar mm-hmm. and then while and, he's cooking all the food yeah again like don't make a chef and then the other one cook it's so confusing my, my brain had <laughs> to really work for that and then the then the other one brady has a heart to heart with the mayor of chicago <laughs> funny every time the mayor of chicago who did save him from that that torture dungeon in afghanistan mayor of chicago comes to his restaurant and and is like basically i heard about your breakup and brady's like how and he says i'm the mayor i know everything (laughs) (laughs) i've been in two people's sexiest men alive issues that's how i know um man okay so 
then, you know, both of these friends tell them to get back together. And then Mm -hmm. Brady just like arrives on his motorcycle, just stomping on the gas, vroom, vroom on his motorcycle to to go to the nursing home. So it turns out that Gage finally let somebody else know about his mom. And he has told Alex, his sister and somebody else that Mm -hmm. I don't remember. And like because he was struggling with everything and finally like told you know told them what was going on with his mom and then they again betrayed his boyfriend his His ex-boyfriend yes twice his ex-boyfriend of two times brady had tried to track him down and found his sister and they were like oh since you're looking for him we might as well tell you and so then he found fi- comes to find him at the nursing home and his mom is still alive, but is deteriorating. Right. Is what it seems like. And he's like, I heard about your mom. You have me and you always will. And it's like, I, I feel like if How I were engaged in this <laughs> yeah. situation, I'd be like, no, like no. you've rejected <laughs> yeah. me hard twice. Like you're my ex. Like you shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I would have been a hard no on this situation, but Gage loves it. Sure. Yep. Um, exactly. So they, uh, love each other now. They like hug in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah and they're, and now they're know, back together. They confess their love for each other. Oh, I did like the, tr- the through line too. They brought it up a couple of times. Like basically like I'm trying, and you know, trying, like he's like, yeah. I don't know. And, and trying is sexy, which I totally agree. Yeah. With I liked because, that through line. Yes. So that was nice that they, they bring that up a couple of different times. And then we're in the epilogue, I think. Yeah. And the epilogue is them riding two men on a motorcycle, stomping on the gas over to the Western Avenue where Gage's billboard no longer exists. Yeah. He takes him to see that his billboard is gone. <laughs> and tells him and then it's porridge and now gage is like excuse me this was a should be on a historic this should be a historic landmark <laughs> no 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 he doesn't he says oh, that right. billboard should be on the city register of historic what's it's <laughs> historic what's it's we're just two 20 something gay boys <laughs> in the city talking about historic what's it's and unironically talking about our hog in reference to our vroom vroom gas pedal motorcycle. I can't. All that military dairy do. That was the part. I think I texted you about it. You did. Because I just couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Daring do. I've never used that word in my I goddamn life. I've never heard life. it. I just said dairy do because that's what I thought it was. What is daring do? Like feats of strength or feats of bravery. My God. I know. These two know. talk uh, like a middle-aged woman. Um, <laughs> for I some, think we're middle-aged women. I know. <laughs> we don't talk like that. You don't talk about that thing when you shake I, it. I don't. You don't say don't. They also when you see a guy. The, they also the spelled out naked. N e k k i d. Yeah. You don't say <sighs> it's a biggin. No, I don't. I really, unless maybe, I mean, maybe I have if I was joking, but not seriously. So then they, I don't know. They make out. I don't know why they went there. They make out and they're in love and they think, they talk about, I don't know. Oh, they talk about his new tattoo, which is a sun with a moon and set inside mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Dark and light. A yin yang, mm-hmm. Aaron. That's them. <laughs> the dark one and the sunny one. It sure is. Which is nuts because okay. they're both—they're just a couple of heroes, both with PTSD. Clearly, 
Um, yes. Like, they're very, very similar to be painted yeah. as very different. But I guess their reactions to their trauma are different. And I'm going to stop talking about the book because we're pretty much done. <laughs> it's pretty much it. I think overall, we like the sex. Sex was good. I do think that I wouldn't mind reading like another Kate meter again. Maybe I'll go revisit the hockey series. Yeah. Because they're all, they also all do take place in Chicago. And I usually do like a Chicago book. Yeah. I think, I think for me, like a lot of the, a lot of the Afghanistan stuff was just really. Yeah. Really rough. And I, I wish that. Even for me as a non, like I have only my media portrayal of Afghanistan knowledge and it was rough for me. Yeah. So I can't imagine what it was like for you. It just was very unrealistic and simplistic. And I, I wish that romance writers would allow PTSD to manifest in different ways, except for the obvious one. And I wish that romance writers would allow, if we're going to write books with military heroes, allow them to be haunted by the things they have done instead of the things that were done to them. And mm -hmm. those things shouldn't be this fantastical and um, like cartoon villainy. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know? Yes. all of those things. It's complicated. And, it's a complicated, and, complex war, you know? Yeah. And there should be more rimming. And and also more rimming. Although I would say this this does get an A. I would say A, a plus, plus but now we know that there's more enthusiasm. I don't know. Solid A, though. It's, they were solid A on the rimming. Yeah. Great job, Kate. Do you have a lady love? I do. Okay. Are you ready for it? It's a very yes, Natalie lady love. Oh, really? Yes. So during hiatus, I was watching the Great British Baking Times. Yes. And one of the time recipe times, they said, make butter. Yeah. And all they did was they dumped some cream into a bowl and then they just set their thing on. And I was like, surely not. Like, surely not that that's you can just make butter that way. So then yes. I went upstairs and I did it. And it did. It made butter. And it was nuts. And I strained it through a thing. And then I just had like a big butter clump. Nice. And now I make my own butter. Like a fucking, like I'm like a. Yeah. And it's so satisfying. Do you want to hear a step, next step that we both <sighs> talked about a lot? Add some anchovies into it. Aaron. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking anchovy kidding me? Butter. Anchovy butter instead of salt. Oh, fuck instead yourself, of salt, Natalie. No way. Just saying. Anchovy fish butter. Sure, it's salty. <sighs> Get, don't put salt Listener, in it. Natalie recently <laughs> introduced me to the wonders of anchovies, and it's really revolutionized my life. <laughs> Just love them so much. Um, uh, okay, I'll think great. about it. Okay, where would I'll look I put, up a recipe how, and I'll send it Where would I spread that butter on if it had anchovies in like it? A like toast? a toast? Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or like, or mix it into your pasta. Right, right. Like, you know how you yeah. make a butter noodle? Yeah. Just anchovy butter noodle. <sighs> I figured out this new way to make pasta. Bum. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it the next time I need a lady love. Great. Okay. All right. Because right. it's really good and everybody should listen to it. Was it the one you told me about? I don't know. With the cherry tomatoes? No. I, no. Oh. That's okay. how I made anchovies. <laughs> I made the anchovy okay. pasta. This is a okay. whole. This this is a whole new way to cook pasta. It revolutionized my life. Wow, I can't wait to find out. Okay. okay, my lady, I have two of them. One of them is a very Aaron lady love, which is kind of funny. One of them is buy yourself some good socks. God damn it. Yeah, we had this conversation last summer. We did, and I was like, why shouldn't I buy myself good socks? I'm just, I'm really cheap, listener. Mm -hmm. I'm super cheap, and I don't spend money on myself, and so I buy clearance socks all the time. 
and I bought a pair of darn tufts and I bought a couple other pairs, one specifically for hiking that were tall, taller than my hiking boots, finally, mm-hmm. after 15 years of hiking. Mm-hmm. And then a third pair that are just cute, but also good quality. Wool. So that the are last, they all wool socks? Two of the pairs are wool. One is a cotton blend. Okay. All right. Okay. Wool. Okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The one, the darn tufts are wool and so are the other the hiking socks. Yes. Anyway, they're great. You deserve good socks. Even if it's just one pair and mm-hmm. you selectively use them, I think you deserve good socks, listener. And then my second one is kind of similar, but I, it's very, it, because I finally bought myself jeans that fit. Mm. Uh, your friend and mine, Holly from Wildly Tarot, she has been talking about these jeans from Universal Standard, and they come in all sorts of different cuts. There's like flare cuts and straight leg and uh, skinny jeans, and they come in longs. Which I have, this is the first time I have bought myself long jeans in my whole life, which is dumb. I have long legs. So you want to know what? Are you tall? All of my jeans. You seem like all the same of my jeans me. Are you tall? Are, uh, no, I'm, my legs are very long. And I want everyone to know I've met Natalie in person like several times. And I am taller than you. You are? Yes. Huh. Like by a lot? Wait, how tall are you? I don't know, like 5'5? Five, five? How tall are you? Yeah, I'm 5'9. Five, I'm five, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think of you as exactly my height. <laughs> That's funny. So Sorry. the so my jeans are always like three inches shorter than my shoes. Yeah, you're like tall. I, and I just and I wear tall, fun socks to bridge the gap oh, no. all the time. <laughs> and I finally bought myself tall jeans, long jeans for the first time ever, and my jeans come down to my pants. So anyway, universal standard jeans, they're awesome. They're very size inclusive. I can't, I think they go up to, I can't remember the size, but they like, they have a very long size range and like you can buy them highway, high rise. You can buy a mid rise. You can buy whatever the fuck jeans you want. And they're awesome. I bought three pairs for myself. Cool. Buy yourself jeans that fit and it will change your whole life. Yeah. This has been my lady love before too. If like, if your body is different, just, just buy the different clothes. Well, and these were $35 on their demo oh, wow. sale. Like, that's not... That's not spending. No, exactly. Like, I'm paying $20 for jeans that don't fit. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Why not spend 15 more dollars and have them fit? Totally. Yeah, exactly. All right. You can find us Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on Twitter at Heaving underscore Bosoms, on Facebook. Just search us, or you can join the Facebook group, which is the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Mm-hmm answer the questions if you do i just cleaned out like 50 of you who didn't answer the questions like answer the questions i'm just like you, they don't have to be smart so i i think what's happening is someone's inviting someone else yeah sometimes but sometimes people just aren't answering yeah, so it's it's rough and your answer for all the questions can't just be my wife you know like i need i need i need something um so or you could lie yeah you could just lie but there are a lot of like what appear to be husbands that are like my wife wants me in here i don't know and it's like, well, that's no. not good enough for me. Like, we, we don't, don't want, want you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and where else? We're not like super exclusive, but we're more exclusive. We're more than exclusive that. than that. <laughs> we we used to we used to let the husbands in, and that really blew up in our faces. Um, so <laughs> the website is heavingbosoms.com where you can find all our merch and our Patreon content. We're reading that Nesta book for Akko Schmerv. Yes, and the Heaving Bosoms Reading Embrace and other stuff. Yes. And uh, we're going to be releasing our scientists in 2022 survey, uh, survey results oh. online okay. on our Instagram. So keep your eyes out for fun 
graphs Mm -hmm. and charts and data. Well, I'm very into that as a scientist myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Did you see the most recent piece of data we put out? I did. That there is a uh, statistically significant number of people whose favorite episode they wrote as Aaron is flustered. Yes. And there was like more than one of you guys. Yeah. Listen. Like I said, statistically significant, like enough (laughs) to put it in the graph of like, it was higher than other things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it was in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's rough. I appreciated that. All right. Well, keep being a badass and Mm -hmm. love yourself as much as you love shaking that thing. (laughs) Shaking that. Damn. Shaking that thing. (laughs) Merd. We're going to have a dance party. (laughs) So rough. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.